0: My Patriot Supply, you don't have to be a full-blown prepper to understand and appreciate the need for at least some preparation against times of disaster and hardship. Considering this,
1: I have stuff from My Patriot Supply. I am not a prepper. No. Nope. no. Hey, anything over a few no. weeks is I'm showing up at Glenn's house. Oh, That's yeah. basically my yeah, plan. I'll be
0: so far gone by then, You only, I'll, I'll be it. a ghost. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, My Patriot Supply, be ready for times... Uh, Where, you know, we might have to live through and they may not be as bad as, you know, we think. Hopefully it's not. I try to imagine the worst so that I'm prepared for everything else is like, wow, this is a vacation. It's nothing like I thought right now. You can get a free gravity powered Alexa pure pro water filtration system. It's almost 300 bucks. As a bonus, when you buy one of their three-month food kits, you'll get that uh, water filtration system, which is absolutely fantastic. Please don't put this off. Take advantage of this offer. Get one of these for each of your family members. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com.
1: of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, yesterday, we talked to an FBI agent who, you know, is a straight arrow kind of guy, stood up, is like, I, I'm, I, I can't take COVID vaccines and also i'm seeing some bad things happening here at the fbi he became a whistleblower and the fbi just turned on him uh he's a really brave guy yesterday we were talking to him because i was i didn't know for sure but i thought his father was also involved in something with the fbi and atf and i wondered how any of this played his dad was i think a vice president or uh Something he was he was the head of a station here in in uh, Dallas KRLD and uh, they were reporting on Waco and David Koresh wanted to have messages put out on KRLD in exchange for children and you know him uh, you know just walking out peacefully it didn't happen but the the conversations happened and David Koresh did go on the air. And I wondered what did dad's thinking about that whole situation, did that play into his son wanting to be an FBI agent and his son who, who grew up with a dad who had to have been thinking, what are the, what's the moral thing to do? What, what is the right thing to do here? Uh, so we have his dad on today and he's coming in 60 seconds. Getting yourself and your family out of debt has always been important, but I think you'll agree it's more crucial now than ever before. Whatever is coming down the pike at us, it's, it's coming pretty fast, and you don't want to be saddled with a bunch of debt when it gets here. You need to cut out the payments where you're spending an unnecessary extra amount of money, like credit cards. You are paying probably 15 to 20% too much every single month. Credit cards are variable interest, and it's this, this gravy train is going to end and become very, very financially punishing to many people. Please don't let that happen to you. There is one solution that uh, I'd like to mention here. It's from American Financing. They are saving people just like you now an average of $700 a month. Plus, you could end up being able to delay on two mortgage payments and it close in as little as 10 days. Consolidation Loan. Not right for everybody, but just find out if it's right for you. American Financing, 800 906 2440, 800 906 2440, or go to American Financing.net. American Financing, NMLS 1 82334,
2: www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: Charlie Serafin, uh, the station manager, former station manager, uh, at KRLD news radio here in uh, Dallas during the Waco tragedy, which happened 30 years ago this week. Charlie, welcome. How are you? Good morning. It's my fault. I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> so, this must have been really hard. I, I know that we uh, wanted to do a special on Waco, and the Branch Davidians said they'll do it. As long as we run uh, an hour from their perspective uh, and we started looking into, you know, what the some of the details on what they wanted and it just wasn't acceptable to us. Uh, So we didn't we didn't do it.
2: good choice on your part. Yeah,
0: it wasn't really a hard stretch on that one. But you when you were at KRLD, you had children being held hostage and we all saw that train wreck coming. Uh, how did this, how did this happen with David Koresh and what were your thoughts during it?
2: Yeah, probably not as much as I saw the train wreck because, um, I try to cut through it and I know we have limited time. So we got a call into the newsroom that evening, the evening of the shootout and a, uh, one of the young producers came out and said, we got a guy on the line claims he's calling from inside the compound. And I said, man, I better take it because my first thought was, this is a prank. It's a fraternity somewhere, you know, SMU or something. And some people are going to have some fun with a, you know, a a serious situation. So I got on the phone, started talking to the guy, the guy was Steve Snyder, I could tell from his accent he was from Wisconsin, I'm from Wisconsin, um, his accent was stronger than mine, and we, we come to find out after the fact, he grew up about 45 miles from where I did, about the same time I did, I think he might have been a couple of years older. So anyway, we're having a chit chat, and I'm trying to ask him questions. Hey, what's going on in there? How many wounded do you have? How many children? What's the deal? Why don't you let the children out? What you know? And he's very unresponsive because he says, "Well, I really can't answer that, David." Having said well, I can't answer that, David. Having said that, so he kept deferring to David, but uh, and finally he just said, "Well, here, I'll just," and then he handed the phone over to David. So now I'm talking to David Gresh, and I know it's David Gresh because I've heard his voice on CNN. He did an interview earlier in the evening. And as we're talking, um, he, is, he is unresponsive. He just goes into a ramble, and it's a biblical-sounding kind of language with a lot of vows and, and they's and shalls yeah. and stealth, and, you know, it's got L T S on the end of the words and all that. <laughs> but he's not, really, he's not really there. And he keeps talking about himself in the past tense the birds of the field shall eat upon the flesh of the lamb and, blah, blah, blah. and he he's going on and on and on about being the lamb and about being wow. dead and wow. I'm going, man, this guy is suicidal. And I'm I'm not a psychiatrist, but I've dealt with a lot of nutcases in my life. You know, we're in media when we have the opportunity. And he was he was so far out there and and he just was really tightly wound. And so after about 45 minutes of trying to talk him off the cliff with a lot of funny little nuances in between, only the second half of, or maybe the last 10 minutes of the conversation was recorded because I'm on a business line. They called in on a business line and we can't put that line on the air. We had to transfer him over in order to do it, uh, which we did uh, ultimately. But somebody brought me one of those little suction cups, if you think back 30 years ago. Oh my gosh. And
0: so you could record it.
2: Yeah, so we could record it, and the recording was terrible quality. But um, someone transcribed it after the fact, so I have a little bit of our private quote conversation. And I'm again, I'm like a counselor. I'm just saying, like, yeah, but you don't have to die. And what about all your followers? And it's you know, it could be okay. And what about the children? And let's let some more children out, okay? And and, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as uh, conciliatory as I can. And we put him on the air for a little bit, and he again, he launched into his biblical gibberish, I would call it. And, um, and then the rest is history. People know most of those stories, but uh, what I have to share with you, Glenn is just kind of bizarre when you live through a traumatic experience. And it was a traumatic experience for me. I had, I, you know, I had, I've interviewed some FBI agents, and I've seen them at the scene of crimes, and I covered a lot of stories and stuff like that. But I never had FBI agents calling me at my house in the middle of the night, and I never had the code words with ATF so we could make sure it was really them, and I had never been involved, and I'd never been attacked by the journalism community, which the, you know, American Society of Professional Journalists and the Columbia which, Journalism Review and all these people, and they're all going like, oh, these terrible people, they inserted themselves into the story. How yep. could the government, you know, how could the media work with the government? Now, I mean, is, in it, today's I, world, isn't that a laugh? I mean,
0: really? I, it's, it's incredible to me. Especially at that time because I i know your record. You started at KFRC, worked at K one oh one, uh KCBS, uh Knx. I mean, you're a news guy when news guys were news guys.
2: Yeah, it's almost an embarrassment to have that affiliation now because yeah. um if you tell somebody, you know, you're a news guy, they just you know, they run. And I don't yeah. blame them because I have the same feeling. It's like how did I have a, we could do a whole program on how it happened because I have a really good theory on journalism school and the concept of objectivity. But we don't, that's not today. Today is the 30th anniversary, but something I wanted to share with you. So I went through this traumatic experience and afterwards, and I, we got literally hundreds of letters from people. And uh, I'm going to give you an example. Here's a postcard holding it in my hand. I took it out of the box last night. My wife said, you need to open the box. I said, I don't, I don't know. And she said, open the box. It's a moving box full of stuff, just junk, just everything thrown in there. It says, David, you have made about all the points you can make. So I command you and all your people to come out peacefully. Signed God. (laughs) (laughs) it was a desk to David Koresh care of the radio station. And uh, there was, there, there's so much of that stuff. Oh my gosh. Realize how the world, the outside world and from all over the country and foreign countries, people sent us stuff because they had an idea. Here's a, here's a tape of my past, my favorite sermon from my pastor. Just play this
0: for him and he'll come out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> so have you can starts. can we get some of that off the air conversation from from you I'd I'd love to be able to play some of that on the air.
2: Well, I have some of the on the air conversation, but the off the air conversation, the tape is if it, it may be one of the cassettes in the box. I don't know because there's some that are not labeled, but I have a transcript of it, and then I found I just found a lot of a lot of real. There's a lot of stuff that I would say is funny. Because the, and probably wasn't funny at the time the people were sincere in trying to solve the problem. Um, I found a letter from a guy from New Jersey who wrote to the president of NBC News on my behalf. I don't know who he is. I did not you know, I, I yeah. have no relationship. And he told them that uh, the guy was his name was Michael Gartner at the time. And I did two days of interviews with Brian Gumble on live and that was difficult because he kept asking me about his, you know, David's state of mind, and I didn't want to say the guy's a nutcase and he's suicidal because uh, I I was afraid he would be listening, and that would be enough to set him off, and the next thing you know, we'd see flames coming out the windows, so which what, what, we saw eventually.
0: And when you saw how it ended, um, what were your thoughts about ATF and FBI?
2: Well, my thoughts about ATF were consistent from the beginning, just because of my personal exchange interchanges with them. I had an ATF agent come into my office and say, give me a tape, a copy of the tape of the interview you guys did a couple nights ago. There were fugitives that were on the run and they were outside, uh, Davidians were outside the compound, and they were all scattered. They were running as fast as they could, but they would stop at pay phones or at friends' phones or whatever and call into the overnight show at the radio station, wow. and when they and, when, and then we would run tape on it, and I had those tapes, and I knew that eventually somebody would come for them, so this ATF guy comes in and says, give me a copy of the tape of so-and-so, and I said, hey, I got it right here on my desk. Give me a subpoena. And he goes, well, come on, man, help me out here a little bit. Give me, you know, I don't need it. I said, no, it's our station policy. I've got it right here. It'll take you 10 minutes. You can get a judge to give you a subpoena. It's not a big deal, but that's our process. And please, you know, I've been helping you guys out and following your process. Help mine. And, oh, come on, man. He goes, you know, even the bank down in Waco, they released all of his banking records to us without a subpoena. Wow. <laughs> That's a federal crime. It is. And here's a here's a here's a government agent sitting in my office telling me that he's comm- he's confessing to a crime. And I and at the time even I knew that. And I went like man, you guys are some dumb, you know what? And so it's like, okay. The the other thing that was funny, and this is a sidebar that's not part of any Netflix documentary that no one ever heard. When the ATF first started calling in again, I was real concerned about pranks and about false information and everything because we – you don't get in that situation very often where you're a participant in the actual story. So I told the first ATF guy that I talked to, the agent in charge, I said, look, here's the deal. We have to have a code. So when your agents call in that I know they're legitimate, you may need something quick like, hey, say this or do this or whatever, because we got, you know, somebody in the crosshairs or we're about to do this. or I don't know what you're going to do. It doesn't matter, but we got to have a code. So he says, okay, we'll give you our social security numbers. I'm telling the truth. So the, <laughs> the, ATF, the ATF agents would call the radio station and say, this is Agent Smith, Social Security, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? That was the code, and they did it. So when the FBI came in and took over, and this is one of the reasons my son probably <laughs> went into the FBI, is that there's so much more buttoned up than the ATF. Right. The FBI guy, so the agent in, in charge, uh, I think it was Jeff Jamar. He calls and I go, look, uh, you know, we're doing this deal with the ATF, and uh, we got to have your social security numbers, have your agents identify themselves. And he just started laughing. He just laughed so hard, and he went like, nah, "I don't think so." <laughs> and I thought, well, good for you. So he said, "We'll, we'll give you our birthdays." So he started rattling, you know, the, the agent right. would say, this is the Agent uh, seraphim and, and my birthday is uh, 11, 8, 49, blah, blah, blah. So, so that I'm, was funny.
0: Do you, Charlie, do you have a second to hang on for uh, oh. just a couple more minutes? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, good. I, I'm here as long as you need me. All right, uh, let's uh, take 60 seconds and then uh, back with uh, Charlie Serafin. It is the 30th anniversary of the raid on Goresh and the Branch Davidians, and he was here in town at KRLD uh, covering it and interacting with David Koresh. Relief Factor is our sponsor. Everybody has to deal with pain, you know, periodically in life, uh, and Relief Factor can help you. But I will tell you, um, the kind of pain that I, I had to take some action, I mean, I went everywhere trying to find something that didn't involve a narcotic to kill the pain. And uh, I couldn't find one. And then I found relief factor and it is game changing. If you are dealing with pain, please give relief factor a try. I know you're skeptical. I was too. I thought this would never work. It's not a drug. It's all natural. So it's not going to whack you out or addict you to anything. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. I'm one of them. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Charlie, as as you're son uh, grew up, he heard you talking about all of this, and I, I think uh, that he probably looked at his dad, who had a lot of integrity, and also uh, this instance that uh, you you know had to have shared with him uh, many times, and your, your reason uh, on ATF, FBI. Now the FBI, because um, I've always felt that about the FBI until now. Uh, And now I just don't know who to trust. I think it's rotten from the uh, from the, you know, core in Washington. I don't know how far down it goes. Um, But now that he was an FBI agent and he has started to blow the whistles and you've seen what's happened to him. What are your thoughts? Well, um you
2: know, he's my son, and we're proud of our children, and all that. But um, I have five sons, and and uh, Kyle Kyle is among the best and the brightest in our country. I'm just I'm going to say that, and not just as his father, as an observer of of people. He's a, an exceptional human being. His uh, his grasp of facts, his cognitive ability, his intellect, his vocabulary. He's been a voracious reader his entire life. He's read so much more than I have. He's a lot smarter than I am. And so when he told me that this was something he was going to do, I was very proud. And when I went to Quantico and went to the graduation, listened to the speeches, and especially when I met his uh, the agents who graduated at the same time with him, man, oh man, if you wanted to put together you know, the all-American team, they were. That's what they were. These are awesome people. Former um, military, former police officers, physically fit, uh, weapons experts, sharp as tacks. Really, a just a uh, an an, a, an incredible group of coworkers. And then he—it wasn't very long, and he, and I could tell in our conversations he was going like, "Man, there's stuff going on here that's just not right." I mean, almost from the beginning. Well, actually, from the beginning, Jim Comey gave the graduation speech, mm-hmm. and I was there with with Kyle's mom, and you know, we listened, and and um, and I came away and I went, "Wow, that was a that's a really good speech." And Kyle goes, "Nah, BS." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I've heard it five times already." I was like. Oh, it's a canned speech. It sounded like it was really spontaneous and really, oh. you know, really aimed at the audience. Right. And then I, so he, so he was a little bit skeptical. Then when he went into the counterterrorism unit, it was like, oh man, this is a joke. We just waste our time following these people around. Nobody does anything about it. We know who the bad guys are. They don't pick them up and blah, really blah, blah, blah. And, and then he got out of that. And then he got into the surveillance unit where they would travel around the country and go out to Portland and be in D.C. at the riots there, you know, all the stuff. And he same thing. He said, we know, you know, we know who the bad guys are. Um, he, his first assignment, which I don't, he doesn't talk about, well, his first assignment was for the, one of them was for the Trump inauguration. Wow. And there was a young guy that was shining lasers at a helicopter pilot's eyes, trying to blind them to make a helicopter crash into the, you yeah. uh, know, into the celebration. And, and Kyle was teamed with a secret service agent and they went out and they, they found the guy they they watched and they saw the thing going up through the trees, the laser, and they went over and they, the guys went into a restaurant. There were five of them and they went into the restaurant. Kyle and his partner went in They uh, arrested the individual with the laser. Uh, Kyle stayed there and told the others it would probably be a good idea for them not to get out of their seats. (laughs) And at the time, when he told me, I thought, wow, that, you know, And he said, they're probably just students, Dad. They were probably just kids from, you know, doing something stupid. But as time went on and we learned about Antifa, which we didn't know about. And, you It know, wasn't publicized back then. He, he says, no, were, those are definitely Antifa. There's no question of it. They were organized.
0: I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing all of this information and being the dad to Kyle that you have been. Uh, American patriot, truly, I think. Charlie, thank you so much. The Glenn back Program. All right. I have a great story for you. And you're in it. I want to tell you about Henrietta. This is a young woman who found out that she was pregnant. Her boyfriend wanted her to have an abortion. She planned on it when she reached out to Preborn clinic. They recommended, before you do that, have an ultrasound. Henrietta declined several times because she was scared of seeing her baby and it would complicate the decision. She went to the abortion clinic only to find out she was carrying two babies and that was too much for her. She called preborn clinic again. She not only received love and acceptance, but also important assistance through the pregnancy process and beyond. This is the kingdom that we're supposed to be building, and your donations make this specific story happen. $28, that's what it costs to save a life. All the donations are tax deductible, and when you give, you'll receive pictures and stories of the lives you've helped rescue. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, that's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash
1: Beck, sponsored by Preborn. Tonight, Stu Does America, Glenn TV, back to back. Don't miss it, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn.
0: Tonight's Wednesday night special on Blaze TV, April 19th, 2023, 30 years to the day since the Branch Davidian compound erupted in a massive fireball, effectively ending the 51-day siege. In the end, four federal agents were killed, 20 were wounded, and 75 Branch Davidians, including 25 children, would be dead. If you lived through it, it was an absolute nightmare. And the question was, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Waco, one of the biggest examples of what a reckless and weaponized government is capable of, and you'd think this would have kick-started more congressional oversight into reining in some of these agencies, but the federal bureaucracy has expanded exponentially, as has their constitutional-breaking actions. Tonight... I'm going to show you how bad it has gotten just under the Biden administration. I'm going to show you it's not just bad places like the ATF. But uh, under the radar agencies like the Department of Energy and OSHA, the Department of Agriculture, it's been 30 years and the push to weaponize all of these agencies is happening like never, ever before tonight. A Wednesday night special at 9 p.m. You don't want to miss it. 9.30 on my uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. If we bring you anything of value once a month, would you consider uh, subscribing to Blaze TV? Blaze dot com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save. All right. Let me tell you a story uh, that I could not believe was happening in Texas. And we have a call in to the attorney general and others to find out what the hell is going on. Texas apparently secretly gives its citizens income to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives without a warrant. Now, this has led at least one person being monitored by the feds without a warrant through federal gun background check systems. Now, it's my understanding, Stu, aren't those background checks supposed to happen and then destroyed, right? Certainly not just able to be held by by the (laughs) ATF. Right, right. So the ATF will take this and they'll look at the guns purchased. And if there's anything that's expensive, they go to the the Texas, what is it? The Texas Workforce Commission and say, hey, give us the salaries for all of these people. And Texas has been handing over our salaries in Texas
1: to the ATF without a warrant. How can that be possible? How can that be possible? Either side of that is both of those sides of that are illegal right yeah i mean uh, the whole point of the background check situation which of course a lot of people who really appreciate the second amendment fight against not because they don't want people to be because they don't want this because they don't want this they don't want a a master list of gun owners to be out there correct and of course why
0: you're against gun that's why gun registration
1: is also always comes before gun confiscation right and we've been told over and over again they don't have a list. They can't have a list. It is illegal for them to maintain a well, list. Well, apparently. But apparently not. And then, you know, just requesting a bunch of salaries is not something that we normally would look fondly on as, uh, either. I mean, both of these things on both sides of this issue seem illegal. So the
0: ATF is giving information on what most likely are inno- innocent suspects. You've gone from a citizen, and if you don't make enough money to buy a certain gun, then you become a suspect, and your name is given to the FBI. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, there's lots of reasons you might buy a gun than, you know, uh, other than uh, my salary allows me to buy this. You could have saved up for it. You could have gotten, you know... uh, you know, somebody died and left you a couple of thousand
1: dollars. You could just be an irresponsible person and putting too much on your credit card, even though you can't really afford it. Right. That's not, I mean, that's not a reason crimes, for investigation. But that's a reason now for
0: investigation. They, they suspect you if you buy a gun that they don't think you can afford. They suspect you of buying that gun for someone else and taking the money illegally. Which that would be illegal. That would be illegal. Um, I'm sorry. This is America. If you have evidence, swear out a warrant. <laughs> what what are you
1: talking about? <laughs> what year do you think this is, man? A, that, this is not the way things work anymore, apparently. That's a, that's amazing. And of course, it it justifies all of the sort of slippery slope level skepticism oh, of yeah. any of the quote-unquote gun control yeah. measures. And Absolutely. I, most of us look at the gun control thing and and like, at least I, I shouldn't say I shouldn't speak for everyone. But I, I, I'm not a huge gun aficionado. Right. But mm-hmm. like you look at this and you say, if they take an inch, they will take a mile. They'll take a mile. And they're, they're doing it all time. the time.
0: And they're, they're they're You know, they're stating what they want to do. Ike Skelton uh, is uh, on with us. He's from Camden County, Missouri. He's the presiding commissioner. He's having things uh, happen in uh, in his county. And he says, we refuse to work with the ATF. Ike, why won't you work with the ATF?
3: Because they're an unconstitutional agency, and I believe they're using everything that they can to remove firearms from the people.
0: <laughs> you just don't hear people talk like that anymore. <laughs> just get right to the point. There it is. Uh, so have they approached you guys on anything? I was. We were just sharing this story from Texas. We just found out... That the state of Texas, uh, through the um, Texas Workers Commission or something, is giving our salaries. If you buy a gun in Texas, the ATF is looking at who's purchasing guns. They go then and say, we need the salaries of all these people. And then they decide if that gun is too expensive for you. And if they think it's too expensive for you, you're on a list and you have to be investigated. Good
3: God, no warrant, nothing. no, I believe they're trying everything that they possibly can, in my opinion, to not just take firearms out of people's hands, but to also close down all of the small mom-and-pop operations they can because they don't have the manpower uh, to truly watch everything that they want to watch. And if they can get it boiled down to the big box stores and the online shops that are selling firearms, uh, I think they would prefer to do that. We received, our Planning and Zoning Commission received four separate emails, uh, and they go like this. They, they state that name of a business operates a firearms business at and gives an address and then they say how is this property zoned and then they ask is the business in compliance with all zoning and business licensing requirements Jeez. so yes exactly so i figure that if you have an unwitting planning and zoning operation or somebody else in government i mean you get your folks just Hey, it's the ETF. I'm going to give them the information they want, right? Well, thankfully, our planning and zoning is a little bit different. (laughs) They believe an awful lot like uh, we do here in Camden County in general. And uh, so they forward these emails to me, and uh, I started to look at things. I called, I contacted the one outfit. They have been in business for over 15 years. They don't renew their FFL until next year. I have subsequently been in contact with three of the, or two of the other individuals. Uh, on the, of the of these four and they have also been in business for over 10 to 15 years and those two individuals their license don't renew until 2025 so I'm betting that if someone from planning and zoning would have said, well, no, I've never heard of these businesses, or they don't have a license, or they're not, we don't know about their zoning, then I believe the ATF would have used that to uh, uh, as a tool to take away that FFL. And I'm sure you've seen the memo from the White House uh, that has, when, when Joe Biden came in, the memo from the White House really ramped up ATF operations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what they're... I think they're trying to do every single thing they possibly can. Well,
0: it's an all-government-wide problem to solve. He wants all government agencies involved in this. So that means you're going to be attacked from from every possible direction if you have anything to do with guns. Have you stated that you're not working with the
3: ATF to the ATF? Shall I read the letter to you that we sent them? And this is (laughs) by... All our our three commissioners uh first district commissioner james gohagan second district commissioner don williams our county attorney our county treasurer and our county sheriff all signed this letter it says on or about tuesday april 4th 23 the four emails you sent to our planning and zoning department requesting information about citizens citizen camden county and their zoning and licensing status were forwarded to me for review under the anti-commandeering doctrine camden county was the first county in missouri and possibly the country to pass an ordinance prohibiting any county employee from assisting your unconstitutional agency in violating the rights of our citizens, God-given, constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms. As well, Missouri passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act, having a $50,000 penalty for assisting the federal government in the enforcement of unconstitutional firearms infringements. Therefore, I construe any attempt to receive information about our citizens pertaining to firearms as an attempt to coerce our employees to break Missouri law you may consider this letter as a response to your probe, signed by the commission and the other three individuals. Wow.
0: Any pushback so far?
3: Haven't heard a thing. Uh, interviews on uh, radio and uh, newspaper KCUR, I believe, out of Kansas City, I uh, got a statement from the ATF, and they allege that uh, they are just routine trying to find information so that they can give people an FFL license. Oh, Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, yes. okay. So, so now we're right. from getting a license. And that, and as I stated earlier, that is 100% not true because these people have been in business for a long time.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, we're just working ahead. We're just working ahead. We want to make sure everybody gets their license. What a crock. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh thanks so much for standing. I, I hope that uh, the courage like you have in Camden County uh, spreads from your county to uh, other places and you know you'd expect it in texas but apparently not
3: well you know missouri missouri had open carry before texas did so you might want to check out missouri a little bit when yeah you-
0: <laughs> i know i know uh all right I
3: appreciate, I appreciate that statement real quick you know i know a lot of a lot of focus is on national level but right here at the local level these are where things can be affected. I know. I think it's so hamstrung up at the up at the federal level, nothing's gonna get accomplished up there. Mm-mm. It's people standing up down here at this local level and the people of Camden County appreciate that they have somebody in office uh, that will stand up for their rights and interpose on their behalf uh, against the federal government.
0: Thank you so much, Hike. Appreciate it. God bless Thank you. You. For your time, sir. you know, the um, he's absolutely right on this, and the first time that the federal government tried to send what now we call FEMA, federal help down to a county after a flood. I think it was here in Texas. They were met, the trucks, with help, were met at the uh, state road into the town by armed citizenry who needed help. And they stopped the trucks and said, turn them around. We're fine here. We don't want your help. Uh And the people took care of themselves, and they ended up being a lot better off than if they would have taken that federal aid th- 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 You have the right in your own county to stand up and say, "We're not doing these things if they're unconstitutional. We're not Why Texas is going with warrantless warrantless probes onto people who are Texans? I got to tell you, that kind of stuff makes me want to move from Texas. It's not good. Back in a minute. When you're trying to do something that's complicated and difficult, uh, maybe even a little scary, it's nice to have a partner, somebody that you know will not only be there, but will be there for you when you really need it. This is what you really need when you're buying or selling a home. I've moved around a lot because I'm a radio gypsy, Uh, and I can tell you, I have... I have screwed up so many real estate uh, transactions because I, I, I just didn't know the real estate agent. They didn't really know the area, yada, yada, yada. And I don't know how to ask for a real estate agent. I don't know what, I mean, what, what, what are you I'm going to interview you? Usually you just call them up, saw you on the side of a bus. Will you sell my house? Yes. Okay. It's not the way you should do it. We started realestateagentsitrust.com because that's the way I had done it for many, many years. And then I started working with some of the best real estate agents, 500 best in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And they taught me a lot. I want to introduce you to some of these agents. I want to introduce you to the people that we have really vetted and really screened and spent a lot of time to make sure they're the right one for you. Real estate agents I trust.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Charging higher interest rates is how banks make more money, and they take a lot more of your hard earned money if your credit score is just okay. But it's, you know, maybe not so great. It's frustrating, but unfortunately, that's how the banking world works. And it's not always fun, it's not always fair. The good news is you can do something about it. ScoreMaster is the new science in accelerating credit scores. It puts you in control of your money, not the bank. It's easy to use, it's simple, and can easily end up saving you a ton of money, especially in this time when interest rates are higher. It's a lot of room that can be improved by a good credit score. If your score is something like 650, you're borrowing for 500 grand to refinance your home. At ScoreMaster, you could save over $75,000 over the life of your loan. $75,000 of your money that no longer is going to belong to the bank, it's going to belong to you. This is the Scoremaster three week rule. Basically, you know, you go in and you say, All right, three weeks, I'm going to wait until I make that major purchase or refinance or whatever. Go through the Scoremaster process, improve your credit score, then get your improved rate because you have a better credit score. You've added 30 to 100 points to that score in only about three weeks. It's a big improvement. It can save you a lot of money. Imagine how much it can do for you. Go to ScoreMaster.com/blaze. ScoreMaster.com/blaze. Use ScoreMaster for free. Check it out now for free at ScoreMaster.com/blaze. These are big purchases. The interest rates can charge you a, a ton over that time. Get the best rate you can have with ScoreMaster. ScoreMaster.com/blaze.
0: You know who I generally trust are people that I disagree with from time to time and sometimes vehemently. Uh, And then sometimes they're on the same side. It shows me that they're honest. They're not playing sides. They may be wrong, but they're honest. Jonathan Turley is one of those guys. Um, I've watched and read him for years. He is now talking about the now nine Biden family members that the Treasury Department was watching and yet no action on any of this. It's crazy. We'll try to get into that if we have time next hour. Also, um, if you know who Cash Patel is, he is the former Department of Defense chief of staff, the former deputy director of national intelligence. And I I would really like to get his opinion. I, I read his words uh, what yesterday. Uh, but I I think his opinion really needs to be heard and probed when it comes to these uh, this hack that apparently this this Air Force low, low level 21 year old seemed to be able to get his hands on all of these top secret things. The people I know say that's not possible. Well, they haven't been in the military for a while, um, but. Cash was there as deputy director of national intelligence. So maybe he can shed some light on the system, because if somebody 21 years old can get in there with really low level clearance and get some of the highest order stuff just by searching around, we have a real problem with the security of our intelligence. You know, we should maybe think about locking all the really secure stuff next to the Corvette in the president's garage, is nobody's gonna go in
1: there. The Glenn Beck Program.